Hello, and welcome back to the Bourbon and Balance podcast. My name is Tully Chapman, joined by my co-host, Ryan Schaefer. Hello, everybody. How you doing there, feller? Oh, I'm doing great. Just sipping my coffee. Oh, yeah. Oh, One of yeah. these days, we'll actually not be real adults, and we'll get together on an evening yeah. and actually drink bourbon like we had originally planned for this podcast. I do have a little bit of bad news, though. Um for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be alcohol free leading up to our trip to Egypt. That's probably a good it's idea. Probably a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Take the next five weeks and dial everything in, <clears throat> including, you know, 100% nutrition and hydration and recovery and sleep. Um, and just kind of, yeah, put all the chips in in the center and get after it and give us our best opportunity in, in Egypt as we try and qualify for the CrossFit Games. So um, for people who are listening, yeah. when are you leaving? Where Sorry, are you going? Yeah. All those details. Um, so myself and Michael Post, the other head coach at 8th Day Gym, and then two of our friends, uh, two females, Taylor Nisley, she's from Maven, uh, which is in the east side of Michigan. Manchester Hills, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then... Jessica Schwartz, she's out of Tampa, Florida. Uh, we are going to Egypt, Cairo, uh, to compete in the LFIT CrossFit Championship, which is a which is one of the twenty six um, CrossFit sanctional events. Um, and as a team of four, we'll be competing against uh, eighteen other teams from around the world that have qualified um, to try and punch a ticket to the CrossFit game. So we have to win the event. Um, we have to win the entire competition as a team of four um, to, to get granted a ticket uh, and an invite to the CrossFit games for 2020. Sweet. Yeah. So it's Dialed uh, in for that right now it's March 3rd. So we leave in almost a month, a little over a month. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I, this is, this is a big one. So I'm going to kind of put everything um I guess going into it, just make sure that there's the, every controlled um, aspect of training and recovery um, that I can control, right? That's within my reach. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna dial it in 100. So that's the plan. Perfect. So yeah, no bourbon for me. Uh, what, but what did you drink this past week? What this was your, past week. Guess what was your last pour? Uh, I had. So the last pour of actual bourbon um, was Larceny, which is uh, just like a pretty classic, uh, great off-the-shelf bourbon. I think it's like $23, $24 a fifth, maybe $26. Um, super, super good, super smooth, super easy to drink. Um, I had a couple of those neat on Saturday with some friends celebrating a birthday. Sweet. Um, so, yeah. What about you? What did you have? Did you have anything I had, fun? on Saturday, I had a... I don't remember the exact name, a, a twist on an old fashioned with bullet bourbon in mm. it at a um, deli in West Bloomfield called Stage Deli. Mm. Some of the best food I've had in a while. Yeah, it was I like them a traditional like, New York, like Jewish deli, at least I assume. Um, um, but their food was unbelievable. Was I had yeah. this gigantic pastrami sandwich oh, so with. Good. You know, an old fashioned, it was just all around great bread, yeah. great, great booze. Yeah. So, yeah. I follow them on Instagram and their food looks amazing. It is really good. Is it, there's only one location? 
I don't know. I think so. We, Stage Kit and I were just looking for the best places to eat in Oakland County. And sure. So that's where we went. Found it out. Um, today's episode, we're going to do kind of like a question and answer, a rapid fire. Um, we have collected... Um, both a bunch of questions from um, listeners and followers on Instagram and then also just kind of um, throughout the gyms. Um, and then the most uh, quest asked questions on the Internet for various keywords like sure. fitness, weightlifting, CrossFit, nutrition. Um, just so they're all it. kind of mixed in. Yeah, I'm going to pull a few from both the Instagram, which is where we got question at or where we asked questions. Um, and then also a few just via text from some friends that have been listening. Um, and so those ones I'm going to ask Tully and then we'll kind of go back and forth after, uh, kind of between me asking him and he, him asking me, we'll start picking away at a few, um, off of the, the most searched. Is that what you said? Yeah. So the most searched, most Google searched for various keywords. Like I said, True. I used fitness, nutrition, weightlifting. So and some are out there. Some are really yeah. out there. Yeah. To some, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't put mm-hmm. all of them on there because some of them were just like goofy. Uh, well, some of them were just things that I feel like we didn't need to answer. Mm. Like, sure. Uh, okay. Let's do it. Wrist wraps, weightlifting thing. Uh, you know, it was like, so like really, some didn't even make sense. Yeah. Like people not even making full sentences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, why don't, since we just talked about, uh, whiskey bourbon a little bit about what we were drinking, um, yeah. a friend of ours, Rachel Klausing, um, she had asked for a whole episode on this. Uh, maybe we'll do that in the future. I think right now this one's a kind of a, a good one to just, um, give a little bit of explanation behind for people that are listening. Um, but, um, Kind of like what, what are the effects, uh, towards or how does alcohol or how does alcoholic beverages, um, affect training as an athlete? Um, or, you know, and to further go down that, um, how do you plan for a night of drinking? Um, should I train after I've, you know, I've consumed alcohol the night before, um, et cetera, et cetera. So why don't you answer, answer this one? Um. Yeah, there are, man, that was a, there's a lot. We could definitely do a whole episode about this. Totally. But in general, alcohol is not, I mean, it's not great for the human body, period. I think it's it's listed as a poison. Yeah, it's it's a good thing. It tastes good. Um, I enjoy it. Uh, It can be used as a social lubricant to help people if they, you know, have a little bit more fun. Uh, that way, but in general, it is not a good thing. It obviously dehydrates you. Anybody mm-hmm. that's 21 or older listening to this podcast, hopefully, uh, well, not hopefully, but they probably know that if you drink too much, you don't feel too good the next day. And so most of that obviously because alcohol dehydrates you, not a good thing. Right. Diuretic makes your body expel more fluid than it's taking in. That's why you feel so dang awful. Cool. Uh, so quick dog break but how do you plan for um, a night of drinking if you know you know it's Saturday morning you're gonna have some drinks at night um, what do you do to your food what do you do to your nutrition in general um, to start planning for that sure the um, first thing really if you're having any sort of vice night I think you'll follow the same kind of idea is 
throttle down through the morning, lunch, and maybe even afternoon the amount of carbs and fat that you're taking in. And then you can kind of do to whatever make you room essentially in yeah you know, in a macro sense yeah if you're very if I mean if you're worried about you know if you're cutting body fat or any of those kinds of uh, diet you know not restrictions but if that's your goal sure. and you're trying to stay on that I would cut back during the day and then not worry about what you're taking in at night and then to go with that while you're at the bar restaurant or whatever and you are drinking I would alternate between one alcoholic beverage and one glass of water yeah and so that, basically you're you're eating less um carbs and fats most likely yep um, just slightly less not a ton um for breakfast and lunch so that there is no type of you know like i don't know restrictions to your fun you're gonna have fun you're gonna enjoy yourself you're gonna have you know the drinks and and the food um, that you've earned throughout the week of eating clean and training hard. Yep. Um, but then, you know, also being smart with trying to stay as hydrated as possible by by drinking, you know, one for one, one beverage and one glass of water just yeah. to kind of continue the hydration process and try and um, dial back the, I guess, dehydration that is going to come from um, those beverages. Sure. Cool. So another reason why alcohol is not great is because it inhibits your body's ability to burn fat. It can mess with your metabolism sure. because the way the body processes alcohol, it kind of takes place of processing other things first, if that makes sense. Sure. So the body wants to process alcohol before other things. Filter it out of your liver. Exactly. So that's why it can slow down metabolism for a day or two. I don't sure. know the exact amount that it slows it down. Thing but, that, actually, I was just talking to Michael about it, um, but he was listening to, I think, a podcast on sleep and the effects of alcohol oh yeah. on your sleep. And it basically puts you into like a dead state where yeah. you're not getting any type of REM cycles or restful sleep. Um, and it basically knocks you out similar to like a, a sleep, uh, sleeping drug or yeah, sleep Yeah, we aid. talked about that um, a couple episodes ago. Yeah, so it, it, it doesn't allow your body to recover in the restful way that sleep is intended to um, to help you do. Yeah, so that messed up sleep will in turn mess up all sorts of different body functions, hormone function, metabolism, those kinds of things. So yep. in general, alcohol and athletic performance are not a good combo. Um, we both enjoy alcohol. Obviously, that's why Bourbon and Balance is the name of this podcast. Yep. But we we really have changed quite a bit since our younger days. Yeah, no kidding. Um, our, the amount we consume, we you know definitely consume in moderation and... I think in general we're not drinking like you know slamming a ton of beers and yeah. those kinds of things. It's or usually just, but I don't really drink a ton of beers in general anymore. It's usually a liquor and a small amount. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's definitely a balancing act to it all. Yeah, hence bourbon and balance. Um, couple quick questions. I don't know if you want to answer these or not. They might just be uh, a yes or no answers actually they're not at all uh they're from a, a, another one of our good friends all right um mr dylan malally but oh boy do, do lipton employees take coffee breaks <laughs> <laughs> if you had if you only have one eye are you blinking or are you winking i think that one depends <laughs> <laughs> I think that one depends on on how hard you move your eyelid, right? I think you're blinking. 
Uh, and then lastly, are eyebrows considered facial hair? <laughs> I, I think technically yes. they are. Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. It's always funny when people have different colored eyebrows than they have like sure. other hair on their face or head. Do you have that issue? Um, I don't know. I don't really Is grow facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, speaking of hair, Alyssa asks, how do you get your hair so perfect? I don't know who she's talking to, but. Definitely you. We both have pretty good hair. Remember at the Grand Rapids Thanks Griffins so. game when that guy came, kept coming up to you and he was like, man, how do you <laughs> get your hair so perfect? So, so creepy. Uh, and then my wife asks, how did you get such an awesome wife? Uh must have I been asking lucky. me. Um, I got <laughs> So there was this one Jersey Shore party at Grand Valley State University, and um, the rest is history. Let's start pulling Are we going the to actual, the cup? Uh, the actual cup of questions. Uh, why don't you ask me first, and then you can pass the cup. We don't know. The tin of things. Yeah, we don't know the type of question. We don't know what it entails. Uh, Tully's just pulling a blind question out. All right. When weightlifting, how many reps? That's the name oh. of the question. When weightlifting, how many reps? So it depends on whatever you're doing. Uh, there's definitely rep cycles that are going to make sense for certain things that you're trying to attain, right? Like you wouldn't do a hypertrophy set or a set of more than 8 to 12 if you're trying to strictly build strength. You're probably going to stick in the range of, you know, three to seven reps with a higher percentage um, of whatever, you know, maybe your one rep max or your five rep max. Like right now we're doing a five rep max based squat cycle. So, um, so five rep max is usually going to be your middle ground between at that intensity, how hard you're going. And the number of reps is going to be almost into your strength hypertrophy kind of um, middle ground there. Um, with this question, it's definitely not the number of reps, but the intensity with which you're doing those reps. Sure. Because three reps of as hard as you can go is building strength. But if you were doing three reps at, you know, whatever, 50% effort as fast as you can move, yep. then that's going to be more speed. Yeah. Whereas you can do yeah. hypertrophy work. You could build muscle. Most people say eight to 12 reps, but really you could go up to 30 mm-hmm. if you're going to complete muscle failure. You're sure. still going to be eliciting that response in the body and the muscles. Yeah. So, so the, the rep count all depends on what you're trying to The intensity achieve. is more important than definitely the actual count yeah. of yeah. the reps. Sure. Um, here's a good one. Are nutrition labels accurate? Mm, I think in general they are not accurate from what I've read. Most of the time, the the companies can round up or down. I think within, I don't remember what the exact grant. Yeah, you. I want to say it's it's up to like five grams. Like if something is less than five grams of protein, they can list it as like three or whatever. There's like a some weird rules huh. with that. I don't know exactly what they are. So when if you are counting calories and macronutrients. With protein, I generally assume that I'm low-balling, like whatever the number is, is lower than I need. And then with carbs and fat, I generally assume that the number is high. Sure. So. Yeah, so you're just, uh, in terms, you're playing it safe. Yeah. But I would say for the majority, like if you're going to count macronutrients. Yeah. You can go off of the nutrition labels. Yep. You're going to hit your goals. Are they 100% accurate? No, but if you keep everything 
stagnant and consistent within reading labels, then you will be just fine. All right. I think we did good with that one. Okay. Here, can nutrition affect your mental health? Oh, of course. Uh, I think the mental side of of nutrition and what you eat um, is actually um, more of a talking point for kind of like a further podcast that we do. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, nutrition in general is a mental game for most people. It's, you know, it's really easy to get into the gym and to train really hard and to love training and bring the intensity for, you know, two, two hours a day, let's just say, but you have 22 hours outside of the gym, um, where nutrition in general is, you know, going to either make or break your performance, your recovery, your sleep, um, and being able to be consistent in a, I guess, in a mental state of saying yes to items and no to other foods, um, is is where a lot of people either succeed or fail. Um, I think the mental side of eating well and eating to perform is much more difficult, much more difficult than um, just being able to get into the gym and work hard. Absolutely, and then. On just the physiological side, getting your macro or your micronutrients in, vitamins, minerals, all those kinds of things that you get from your food, that can definitely just have a physiological oh, effect huge. on your mood and that kind of stuff. Yep. So, yep. What yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Well, we can we can we can definitely do a whole that. episode totally. on that. Totally. Um, okay, what fitness test measures power? It's mm. a good one for you, yeah. especially in um, your realm of. So at uh, Granville High School, our testing battery consists of power, strength, and speed. And for power, we measure one rep max or three to five rep max power clean. So if you're unfamiliar with that exercise in, is, we'll link it in the description. Sure. And then the other one we use is uh, counter movement vertical jump, which is just using your arms to go down and up and jump as high as you can. And we use what's called a just jump mat to measure that. I those are good that's measures. That's the pad that's on the floor, right? Yep. And it like measures the amount of force you put into the floor, and then how f- how much how long you hang of, in the air, and that, the and that it gives you it obviously uses a little formula to calculate that's how high cool. you jumped. It's not one hundred percent accurate, but the speed at which I can test forty kids in less than five minutes. Yeah. So that instead can of be, having like the vertical test where you're yeah. actually like resetting the the little slat things. It's slats. called a vert tech is the thing that you jump and you slap like you see in the NFL or combine. NBA combine. Okay. So those are two. The The power clean is great for um, your uh, absolute power. And then the uh, vertical jump test is great for relative power, how much power you have in relation to how much you weigh. That's so cool. an athlete that weighs 225 pounds and jumps 24 inches has more power than an athlete who weighs 150 pounds and jumps the same height. Ah, uh, sure. Because yeah, they're power, more power is to move more mass. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Cool. So um, next that's, one. Yeah, power. <laughs> this yeah, one's great for power. you. Oh, here we go. Can't wait. <laughs> Can CrossFit kill you? <laughs> What a question. Sure, anything can kill you if you don't. <laughs> you should see how face how red his face that is. That one right was now. like at yeah, the top of the list of CrossFit questions. I can't believe yes, you got Cro- that one. CrossFit can kill you. Anything can kill you if you don't, you know, if you have too much of it. Um yeah, I mean like in the early days of CrossFit, like if we're going to if we're going to actually 
answer this in a serious way. Um, there was, you know, something that was called rhabdo. It's, it is called rhabdo. Yeah. It's rhabdo rhabdomyolysis. Myolysis, yeah. So it's basically uh, what, like overexertion. Yeah. Um, Where your protein, muscle proteins leak into your bloodstream. Yeah, and so you basically pee blood. Uh, and that's like the first sign of it, and your body basically goes into shock. And, and can, you know, uh, I don't know if you can... You can you die from it? Yes, like it's an actual. Yeah, athletes have died from okay. it. Okay, so I actually don't know of any cross. I, I don't know of anybody dying from CrossFit from overexertion. It's but it's happened to uh, particularly collegiate football players. Sure. Have you know the actual uh, collegiate strength and conditioning coaches association? Wow, that's a long name. And the National Strength Coaches Association put together a paper that details all the things that people have died from wow. in training and, rhabdos and how to, rhabdos on it. And it has guidelines for how to prevent that. Yeah. So, so in CrossFit, you really are only, you know, like I guess the highest percentage of people that, that can be affected by rhabdo are those that are extremely deconditioned yes. and exert way too much energy, way too quickly um, in their journey from becoming, you know, maybe unfit to trying to be fit or more fit. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, just like as a coach, you have to be very aware of that and make sure that that person that, you know, is not that fit currently is is scaling back movement and, and you know, maybe distances on machines um, and just kind of like tuning back their intensity um, so that it's a nice slow progression from unfit to fit and not um, – you know, like a zero to a hundred as fast as you physically can. Yeah. Cause should that's be, where you should be a slow cook, not a seer. Ooh. Cause we love food. That's particularly really good. Steak. I like that. All right. Let's do this one. Um, <laughs> this is another funny one. Our CrossFit plates lighter. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh whoever asked that question is asking if bumper plates. Yeah. Uh, like Olympic style, Olympic style rubber wrapped weights are lighter than they all ones. look like they're they, 45 it, yeah. pound metal plates. And there are some people that, that will take, they'll have like one 25 pound plate on and then seven 10 pound yeah. plates on. So it Bar's looks full. like they have a ton of weight on the yeah. bar. Yeah. So no, <laughs> it, as long as you're buying the right plates, your yeah, CrossFit <laughs> bumpers plates are not lighter. They're just than all any the other. same diameter so that they can stack to a bar in the same realm. <laughs> all right, another question. Here we go. I don't want to do another CrossFit one. Me neither. <laughs> How do fitness models cut fat? Ah, so fitness models is kind of like an interesting term because I think originally fitness models were you know like bodybuilding style um like fitness influencers that trained um, or worked out specifically for looks um, for aesthetic reasons um so if we travel back in time maybe like to a decade ago and then you know in the past um, it was the majority of people that were just doing hypertrophy bodybuilding style workouts that were trying to mold their muscles to look really, really fit and really good. And then they would basically, you know, if you had a photo shoot or if you had some type of video or commercial that you had to shoot, um, you would diet down, cut carbs, uh, cut fat and, and try and lean out so that, you know, you looked really good for, um, whatever you were training for. Nowadays, I think 
you're starting to see um, fitness models or fitness trainers also um, in this kind of realm of functional fitness, they also train for performance as well. The first person that I think of is Steve Cook. Um, he is like was the face of bodybuilding.com um, and Optimum Nutrition, was like one of the biggest male fitness models of kind of like the past decade. Um, and he now owns a gym called Fitness Culture, uh, which is a functional style gym, um, but also has you know, like bodybuilding style machines and, and whatnot. So he's, he's still training for looks, but also able to at the same time train for performance. Um, and so I think that kind of realm is shifting a little bit away from like being super unhealthy and dieting down to a point of like, you know, five or below body percent body fat Yeah. to now being able to actually be strong, perform well, um, be really fit, but then also look really good. I mean, if you look at the top, you know, if you if you watch the CrossFit Games on TV, um, or if you know if you get a chance to go or whatever, go to a local competition. Even like the CrossFitters that are competing, or you know, or even in general, just people doing classes look good. Yeah, like functional training makes you look good naked. That's just a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like you have to have a clean diet and uh, you know, like take care of all of your recovery aspects. But for the most part, it's. Uh, it's not a one-way ticket to looking good by, you know, doing bodybuilding style training and that's it. Yeah. And, you know, 40 minutes on an elliptical. It's also Um, not following a lot of those, especially physique and bodybuilding competitors have taken, uh, you know, used to have their diets be something insane where they were not eating, you know, anything or very little to get their body fat down so they were eating in an unsustainable way right. and i think a lot of people right. have gotten away from that as well sure okay next question uh let's do two more piece how about that sweet how, what, what are we at right now how much time are we at we're at 25 minutes oh perfect um okay how does crossfit programming work Ooh, they should ask you that one know, but uh i think crossfit programming is in general, a mix of all forms of fitness and then combining it into different ways to try to hit essentially every aspect of fitness. Uh, The formal name for that is concurrent training, where you're working on all types of fitness at one time. So in a single week of CrossFit, even a couple of days worth of classes, hopefully you're hitting maximal strength. You're hitting uh, aerobic, aerobic oxygen needed mm-hmm. conditioning. You're hitting anaerobic conditioning, um, which there's a, a few different pathways of anaerobic conditioning. You're hitting hypertrophy, so muscle building. Mm-hmm. And uh, you should be hitting bodybuilding or uh, structural work. So you're hitting whatever mobility and postural different kind of exercises. Uh, correct me if I'm leaving anything out. Uh, the only thing that I'm thinking of is like, uh, well, like single modality. So like different types of, like you said, aerobic, rowing, biking, running. But then the other one was gymnastics that I'm thinking yeah. of. Um, so, you know, anything hanging from a bar, hanging from rings, um, maybe upside down on your hands. Um, CrossFit programming is really aiming to include all facets of fitness, you know, in one conclusive program. Yeah. 
So yeah. and I think the people that do it best, it's not just constantly very totally random. Like Comp Train, I think, does a great job sure. of having specific training cycles where you're training a lot of you're, you're focusing on a specific quality. Mm-hmm. It's not the only thing you're doing, but you do more of that quality. And then usually they have different kinds of days planned in where you're yeah. getting like the body armor day yep. where you're doing like some sort of circuit of bodybuilding movements and then you'll have like the what do they call it like bitch work or um, something like that's that. misfit but yeah they so comtrain calls it grunt work grunt work um, that's right um misfit calls it bitch work but yeah basically like really difficult uh, aerobic tests or pacing tests um mm-hmm. on machines or running or you know rowing or whatever uh, but yeah, then there's like the midline stability stuff where you're, yeah. you're focused mm-hmm. on, you know, the trunk of the body. Um, so like your, your core, your lower back, your glutes, um, even your upper back and there's, you know, there's like, uh, there's maintenance, but then there's also just like classic CrossFit workouts as yeah. well that have to be thrown in there where you're doing a metabolic, a Metcon, a metabolic mm-hmm. conditioning test. Um, I know. think the ones that I find to be the most brutal and the most effective are, uh, couplets and triplets sure yeah so either two movements at a time um you know certain reps for each one or three movements at a time for uh either a a completed amount of rounds of those movements or just um you know four time Mm -hmm. if you have 15 minutes you have you know handstand push-ups bike calories and uh i don't know pull-ups and you have to do a certain amount of reps of each one of those over and over as many times as you can in that duration of time yep Cool. Let's do one more piece. All right. Um, what fitness plan is right for me? Oh, that's a really good one, actually. We should probably end on this one. This is a really, really good one because I think we're, we're both going to have um, a lot to say about this. Definitely. But the fitness plan, and this is uh, this is the answer... Uh, that you need to hear, but you might not want to hear um, for those who are, you know, being or, or just kind of like conflicted between what they should follow um, is the one that you both believe in and are consistent with. Um, any program for the majority that's um, written by somebody um, with, you know, like some legible credentials legible readable credentials uh geez um some actual credentials behind their name in terms of uh you know like sports performance um is going to work in some way as long as you a follow it mentally believe in it and prepare for it um and then both you know dial in your nutrition and your recovery um I was always one to try and flip flop back and forth and kind of like cherry pick the program that I wanted to follow. Maybe I would do a, a comp train workout one day and then a misfit workout the other day. And then I'd write my own workout and, you know, bias towards things that I wanted to do that day. And then, um, you know, you don't see as much progress as you, uh, as you could with a program that, you know, you're following day in and day out, you're following the, um, the right amount of uh, weeks on and then also the right amount of weeks off in terms of deload and being able to recover. Um, but it, it all comes down to uh, believing in a program and finding one that you know you enjoy and then also at the same time being consistent with that program. Um, and I think that goes for a lot of the programs out there today. Uh, I'm thinking in the CrossFit realm, but even in 
um, you know, if you're following a bodybuilding program or if you're following um, a sport-specific program, as long as you're being consistent and uh, you're making sure that you're prepared for each training session and then recovering from each one as well, uh, you're going to see progress. Yeah. I think it's important to look at what your goals are, what your needs are. This is pretty obvious. Should yeah. be looking at what your goals and what your needs are and then trying to attack that goal with the minimum effective dose. This is something I talk about a lot in the strength and conditioning world because most people think more is better and in general more is usually not better. Yeah, volume 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 is not the answer yeah. for the most part. Yeah. You can over overtrain, overstimulate and then, you know, be unable to recover. But then at the same time, and I know I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but um, this was me. I used to think more volume, you know, uh, was going to make me more fit. But you start losing intensity in in the excess volume that you're adding to where you're not getting, you know, stimulus that is going to improve your performance at the end of the day. Yeah. So in the strength and conditioning world, it's the same same thing. People always think, again, more is better. But in general, if you're getting into some sort of fitness, hopefully the weightlifting that you're doing is general preparation. And this is, I think, a, a idea that carries across all worlds. Like you shouldn't be trying to replicate things that you're doing in the weight room. And then the conditioning work that you're doing should be specific to your your sport as well as your whatever kind of speed, agility, those kinds of work, uh, things that you're doing. So if your goal isn't any of those things, you know, other than sustainability and fun, you, you know, you probably don't need to be going and doing high intensity plyometrics if your goal is to just be generally more fit. Yeah. I like, mean, I think, you know, like in small doses, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, like you shouldn't be drilling yourself uh, in, in things that are outside of the realm of what you're trying to yep. accomplish just because it's more volume. Yep. Right. So that was a good one. I like that one. Uh, I definitely like lived through, like I, I went through that phase of like two years of thinking, okay, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to train from, you know, 4am until 530 before I go into work. And then I'm going to hit a different program from, from 4pm until 6pm at night. Uh, and then I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do that six days a week and take Sunday off and think that that Sunday is going to recover me. And you, you, a mentally start to fatigue big time because it's draining to, to do that, but your body's just not able to keep up. No. Um, recovery is more important than, uh, the actual act of breaking down your body. Yeah. Um, you, you can't perform well if you're hurt. Or if you're fatigued or overtrained, mm -hmm. um, so you have to make sure that you're getting, you know, ample rest and recovery in yeah. order to hit the, you know, the, the either the competition floor or the, the, um, or you know, the the field or or, or whatever. Or even just general week. life, chasing or your kids around the backyard. That's right. Yeah. Um, I think you hit on a little bit. The worst mistake I see people make with the fitness plan that they do is they're either a program hopper. They change their program yeah, every, two, every couple weeks, of weeks or, or they're doing multiple programs at a time. Mm. Uh, this is really bad in the CrossFit world yeah. where people will do their class workouts and then they'll do 
comp train and then another day of the week they'll do linchpins workouts yeah and if you're then they'll add invictus weightlifting on top of it yeah they'll add an olympic lifting program or a power lifting program on top of the classes that they're doing and what they're missing is that when you and michael and joe write workouts at eighth day you're writing every single workout with an intended goal in mind same thing with the coach that writes the invictus weightlifting or a coach that writes a powerlifting program, or on my side, if a kid comes and trains at the high school and then goes to a private sector gym and is going there and just doing another strength and conditioning program, yeah. they're they're attacking two different people's programs that have different goals or different ways that they're achieving those goals, yeah. and you can get into serious danger territory where you're either doing too much of something or you're not getting enough effort into a single thing and recovering from a single thing to get the intended benefit from that as well. Right. Right. So somebody that had, you know, that's taught me a lot about this and about, you know, training uh, in a, in a safe way or in a, you know, in a correct volume amount and making sure recovery is number one is actually Joe, the owner of eighth day. So Mm -hmm. uh, that would be a a really good, a, a good topic to pick his brain about as well. And have him talk about kind of like the fatigue curve of competing and um, coming back after either a competition or a long season and um, being able to recover and and benefit from those stimulus stimuli instead of uh, of taking steps back and and not recovering fully. Yeah, that would be a good idea. I think Joe and Sam, our good friend Sam yeah. at CrossFit Grand Rapids, both do a good job of not making the programming just obliterate every single yeah, just day when you come in and both of them um, i haven't seen joe coach as much as i have sam because yep. uh, i coach at grass crossway grand rapids but uh sam does a great job of throttling people down sure. when they are trying to do more than they over to. volume yeah uh intensive i guess but cool that was a great episode. Yeah, and we probably don't need to do a, a closing question. No, no, um, that was enough. I've had a couple different people ask though, what do we do for fun outside of drinking and fitness? So, um, what have you been doing for fun besides? What I'm doing for fun besides bourbon and fitness. Yeah, we do. I ride motorcycles, uh, so I just purchased a, a new one a couple weeks ago. So I've been, you know, it's it's getting a little warmer here and there. Um, trying to ride that a little bit more and work on that and, uh, get the garage ready for spring. I think nice that, and obviously I like going out with my wife and mm-hmm. having dinner together and, and just enjoying, uh, what Grand Rapids restaurants have Ooh, to offer. We got a lot. We do. What about you? What have you been um, doing I've been doing, I've been learning how to use all the Adobe products. So I've been learning illustrator and Photoshop and premiere. Is that why our we're, Instagram's so sick? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it's pretty amateur. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been fun learning all that kind of stuff. There's just the programs are so deep. I could just go down the rabbit hole yeah. all day with that stuff. And then when I'm not doing uh, the Adobe stuff, I, I play video games a pretty good amount still. You're gamer, so. dude. Yeah, gamer, gamer bro. Oh, Tony geez. Hawk's Pro Skater all day. Yeah. Cool. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, hobbies are fitness. Food, video oh, games, great. and a little bit of computer artsy stuff. Cool. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, this was is this episode five? This is episode five, and five. we're up on every single podcast service now. Yeah. And so, if you can share and yeah. leave us like, comments, comment. and you know, send us questions. 
we really hope to do this not for necessarily ourselves, but hopefully bring value to people that are actually listening to us. So whatever would bring you guys value, let us know. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bourbon and balance, boys. Out. Out.